Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Typically, if you have been listening to my podcast and I explain to you that we talk about remodeling or building your dream home and that we'll chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors. But today I'm changing roads here, so to speak. I think everybody has a home computer or probably 90% of the people have a home computer and you have the possibility of getting scammed or hacked. And today we're going to talk about how to avoid that. Our special guest is Chris Diamond, and he is my web developer, and he's with Hogfish Studios. By the way, today is October 8th, and I will be taking emails from you if you have questions. Just email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. So, Chris, I want to thank you for stopping by and helping me with these uh, questions I have. Yeah, no problem. I first want to talk about your experiences with hacking and scamming. I know that we've done seminars and podcasts together about this subject, but it doesn't hurt to go over it. Tell me what your experiences are. Well, in my previous life, before I did web development, I was an IT specialist, a corporate IT specialist, and from there I went on to become a bank security analyst, um, checking banks for... um, doing security audits on banks for their computer systems. And how many years ago was that? That was about two years ago. Okay. Have things changed or gotten more sophisticated over these past couple of years? Yes, they definitely have. The scammers are really um, trying to make things look authentic. So they're they're getting more authentic and more authentic to fool people. Oh, that's so sad. I wish they'd put their brain power and their expertise into something that would be more helpful. That wouldn't be fun. No, it wouldn't. So uh, why I'm bringing this up is because I know you've said to me that Microsoft never calls you, Apple never calls you, they don't call people. I know Google, I get phone calls from Google, believe it or not, and they never call, so it's all scams. So yesterday... I got a, an email, sort of like a window pop-up, uh, saying you have to call this phone number because you're putting your credit cards and your computer and everything else in jeopardy. So, Chris, guess what? I called the number. Oh, tell me you didn't. I did. I did. Not only did I call the number, but I said to the guy, is this a scam? This better not be a scam. And, of course, he said, lady. You called me. I didn't call you. Yeah, because so, he would be a terrible scammer if he said, yes, it's a scam. Uh, he said, um, I could put you in touch with our technical guy who can help you. And I said, okay. And so Mr. Technical Guy came on my computer. And, well, actually, I did hear his voice, but he was typing. He said, this is real. This is my email from Microsoft. This is my ID number from Microsoft. And this is my name. So... This is real. I'm not scamming you. And I said, all right. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm... Yeah, and he walked me through everything that he did. Is that sad? That's really sad. I'm thinking, this thing looks real. There's not... And I'm questioning myself, saying, but this looks like every other Microsoft real um, window that pops up. This is so real. He not only kept saying that he was from Microsoft, but he also went into Google, and he's in my computer. So he's saying, I'm going to go in Google, and I'm going to show you jacklinking. What is jacklinking? I, I, I don't know. I haven't heard that term. Or not, it wasn't link jacking. It was jacklinking. It's probably where, I mean, it could be the same thing um, where 
they put a link up and sometimes it's maybe misspelled by one letter. And so it looks like you're at Microsoft, but you're, you know. Well, this guy was an expert because he kept explaining to me what scammers do. And he was there to protect me from the scam. Now, people, why I'm telling you all this is because I don't want you to get scammed. And I never thought I would fall for this. But this looks so real. I kept saying, but it looks so real. And I kept questioning myself. And, of course, in the past, Chris, what have you told me about the phone numbers? Well, if they give you a phone number to call back, and this is this is true with the other scam. The other big scam that's really popular right now is the tax scam, where they call you up and they say that you owe money on your taxes. And if you don't pay immediately, they're going to issue an arrest warrant for you. Um, and so they'll leave a message and they'll say, call us at this number to get this cleared up right away. Um, all you have to do is Google that phone number and you'll see that other people have gotten that call and it's a scam. And if my brain was working, I would have Googled this first phone number, which was an 866 number, but I called it and then I thought, okay, as I'm going through this, I'm thinking this has to be real. This can't be a scam because it looks so real. He's explaining every single thing. But then at the end, he said, okay, uh, in order to clear this up, and he flashes this number on the computer, $499. And I said, is this going to cost me anything? No, no, this is not going to cost you anything. What you have to do is go to the store, and he lists several stores, Kmart, Walgreens, CVS, all sorts of stores, and he said, you have to go buy a Google Play card. I thought, this is weird. But I explained to him that I was busy and I couldn't do that right then. So he said, all right, can you do it? And, and I will call you at 4 o'clock. We have to do this by 5 o'clock. I didn't even ask him why, probably because he was going to go out for dinner or something on my money. Oh, he's not going out for dinner. He's in India. Yeah, and so. he had an Indian accent. So this gets better. So I said, okay. Then I called the number again, thinking, well, I want to see if this is a real number. And a woman answered. And I said, I want to talk to your supervisor. So she connects me with uh, the girl whose name is Adrian. And I explained what happened. And she said, well, you know, I'm from Microsoft. Matter of fact, to prove it, I am going to call you right back on this number from our Microsoft 800 number. I said, okay, that sounds legit. So she did. And she gave me her direct line, and she gave me her um, ID number from Microsoft. She even said that their CEO is from India, and she has a lot of respect for him. So, you know, just because the first person that I talked to was from India, you know, she said he could have been from Pakistan, you never know. But I'm explaining to her the steps that he took with me and she goes no this is real we're here to help you we're from microsoft we're going to help you but then i said why would he ever tell me to buy a google play card and she said oh this is a scam now that actually gave me a little credibility with her or she had some credibility with me thinking okay she called it out as a scam so then i called chris my dear old Chris, who is always there for me in an emergency. And Chris, what was the first thing you said? I said, Google the number. 
Well, you actually said, of all people. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's the first time you called me. I said, of anybody I know, you would be the last person I thought would fall for this. Yeah. Well. Because we have done seminars together. Yeah. Nancy has uh, been nice enough to arrange some seminars where I gave a security talk. And we have done a security podcast as well. Yeah, right. And also, I have been hacked. I have a website, uh, designercirclehq.com, and I got a phone call from somebody. It's a website, and I send it's an online magazine for the design community. I send it out. And somebody said, I think you've been hacked. I tried getting into your website, and it got rerouted to a porno site. And so I called Chris immediately. And he took care of that. So Chris is my go-to guy. So yesterday, instead of calling him the first time, I called him after I got my foot in the hole, so to speak. And the second phone call when I said, yeah, this lady gave me her ID, her direct line. Chris, then what did you do with her phone number? I Googled it. And what did you find? I found it's been used for several different types of scam phone calls. I am so upset right now, I can't tell you. I've been up most of the night just commiserating on how stupid I was. So I'm going to take a break and talk about who pays for these podcasts. I want to let you know that we're getting really close to Christmas, and if you want to spiff up your house with a new fixture or if you want to put outside lights in a really cool way, you want to call the girls at Premier Lighting. Now, that's in Scottsdale. If you don't live in the Arizona area, gee, I'm really sorry. But you can also go into their website at shoppremier.com, and you can call them. Their phone number is on there. But if you do live in this area, it pays to go visit them and call them and ask them to come by. And the other thing is, if you live in this area, you have been listening to these podcasts, you know that I'm giving the secret word, one each podcast, so that you can have 10 secret words, put them on a piece of paper, and get into the drawing that I'll have December 13th at my Christmas party. We usually have about 500 people there, and you could be one of them, and you could win a great prize. So today, the secret word is kitchens. So that being said, now that I've... uh, taking a breath away from my scamming problem. Back to Chris. Chris, what am I going to do? Well, um, first thing we'll do is we'll um, send my guy out and he will scan your computer to see what they put on there because that's what they want to do is they want to get into your computer. They can take control of it. Once they can take control of it once with you, they can come in and take control anytime they want. So he needs to go through and find any software that they put on there and delete it and then run a malware virus scan and delete anything that it finds. What if this doesn't help? Okay, if that doesn't help, and I think this, in your case, I think this is viable. In worst-case scenario, you have to uh, do a factory restore on your computer, which makes it exactly how it was when you pulled it out of the box. Which means that all, does, do I lose my pictures? You don't, because you would back those up first, do the factory reinstall, and then put your pictures back on. And will they know that I'm doing this? They will, but they won't care because they'll just see that they can't get to your computer. Oh, they'll go to the next 20 people that they've scanned. Exactly. This is so upsetting to me, I can't tell you. I'm just, like, beside myself. I can't believe that these people take their expertise on computers and do it to scam people. Well, it's not fair. It's not only expertise, but they're also using social engineering. And that... 
is convincing somebody that you're somebody else. Oh, psychology. Right. So they social engineered you. Because oh. without you, they couldn't get into your computer. This is terrible. My husband kept saying, I can't believe you did this. Did you call Chris? <laughs> I don't know what else to do. Oh, what other great scams are out there? Should we talk about ransomware? Thank God I haven't been hit with that. Well, the big ones now are the the, the IRS one is really popular. Um, they, like I said, they would call you up and say that you owe money, and if you don't pay it, they're going to um, send out a warrant for your arrest, which they don't. Um, and but unfortunately, nobody wants to take that chance. Right. A lot of people will pay it. The best thing to do if you're ever in, in any kind of question about whether something's legitimate or not is hang up on them and call the IRS. If it's your bank calling, if they say it's your bank calling you and they need some information, hang up on them, call your bank directly. Oh, while we're talking about calling back, you know, I always forget, but I know this is important. Don't ever click on a link that's that you find in an email or where else. Well, yeah, don't click on, I mean, especially if it's from somebody you don't know. And even if it's from somebody you know, somebody could have went into their account and spoofed their mail account, which means it looks like they're coming from them. So unless you know that that person's sending you a link and they say, hey, I'm going to send you this link for this, then it's a good idea to be very cautious when clicking on it. Well, ironically, as soon as I hung up with you the second time and I was really shaken, I got an email from one of the people, one of my sources um, for remodeling. And it said, um, download this PDF. Mm. I thought, God, that's weird because she has never, ever, and I've been working with these people for 10 years, they've never done that. So I thought... Let me give her a call, which is exactly what you said. And she said, oh, my God, Nancy, there's 500 people that this email went out to, and I hope they don't do this. What is this, scam day? Uh, they, she probably had that problem because she had a weak email password. And somebody broke into her email and then and used it. That's how you get hacked and people use your email? Mm -hmm. You have a weak uh, yeah, email? Yeah, easy guessable password. password. So that's another thing is to make sure that all your passwords are at least, I mean, the more characters, the better. Oh, let's go over that. I know you've gone over that at the seminars. Talk about how many characters and how long it takes. Yeah, I mean, a five-character a five password, if you do a dictionary hack, which means even, even a seven, eight-character password, if it's, a, if it's words in the dictionary, they can do what they call a dictionary um, crack and... A matter of seconds, they can get your password. If it's not a word in the dictionary, then it takes a little longer because you have to do what they call a brute force attack, which means it just starts generating random characters, tries it, doesn't work, I generate another random character, try it, doesn't work. So the best thing to do is you can use dictionary words in your passwords, but be sure you add some other things. Is it always good to add a character or a number, even if the... A site doesn't require that? Yes, I would say yeah. Yes, because the more characters, if they run a, a brute force attack using 26 letters of the alphabet, it's going to be a lot faster than if they have to use 26 uppercase, 26 lowercase, 10 numbers, and then characters. 
Okay, so it must be really important to them to run all that to get into your account. I mean, I can see if they're trying to get into your bank account, but into your but just a regular account? I mean, how well, important? It's not that I'm in politics or I'm famous. <laughs> Why would anybody want to get into my account? Well, there's several reasons. Like your friend, what happened to your friend? Well, that's a business. Uh, okay, her business account, it could be her personal account too, is they'll start using that to send out emails to try and get people to click on links. Another thing they do well, is... wait a minute. When the people click on links, is that they're collecting emails or what are they doing once you click on a link? No, at, at most time you'd click on the link and it would say, oh, you don't have the updated software to open this file. Oh, okay. Click here to update it. And okay. once you do that click and you say, yes, it's okay for you to install that might software on my computer. Yeah. Ransomware. A okay. Absolutely. So um, that's one thing. And the other thing is that um, they take control of your computer and use it to send out spam. Which we've all had from people, and then we get the email, or ignore this, I've been hacked. Right, and what the, what why they need a bunch of computers is because we're getting sophisticated now. If we see a lot of spam mail coming from a certain server, we'll um, say you're on Gmail, Gmail will start blocking that server. So what they do is they get 10,000 computers to send out these emails, and now you're coming from 10,000 different servers, so it's very hard for Google to figure oh, out that I this see. one. So what was your um, explanation about the more characters or letters you have in your password, the harder it is? Did you say 16 isn't a bad number? 16 is a great number. Okay, so you have to come up with a password that has 16 combination of letters, lower, uppercase, numbers, characters. And by that time, you have... You can't remember anything. So so what they say to do it so you can remember, you can either use a program like LastPass, and LastPass is basically a program that stores your passwords for you. How do we know that they don't get hacked? They might get hacked. That's, that's a risk you have to take, but they're... Their primary focus is on security, so they're they're pretty diligent about being secure. And not Wouldn't being you able think to that hacked. Equifax would have some good security? They got hacked. Yeah, I've been with corporations for a while, and yes and no. Depends. You know what? You can't trust anybody. It depends who they're hired. You can't even trust your mother. No, you can't. Um, but the, the more characters you have, and if you you know, then people say, "Well, I can't remember them." This is when I was working corporate IT. What would happen is we'd make, we'd say, "Oh, you have to have a more sophisticated password. You have to change your password. It's got to be changed every three months." And people would say, "Well, I can't remember it," so they'd write it on a post-it note and stick it on their monitor. That's good. Well, you know what? But that's okay because the guy who's going to hack you doesn't come and sit on your lap. Yeah, but the other people in the company come by, and now they okay. That's a company. I'm thinking more of my home office. Yeah. So, um, so that became a, that became a big problem. So, what I would suggest is use a long password, but you could make it something, you know, maybe a, a quote from your favorite poem. On, or, on more than one account? Or yeah, you have to keep changing it? Well, what I do, I mean, they say that you're not supposed to use the same password on several different accounts because if they crack one, right. now they have access to all your other accounts. So what I do, that's very clever. Yeah, Chris, tell us what you do. <laughs> I have a standard password I use for every account, but I append the first three letters of the website I'm using to the end of the password. So, in other words, give me an example. So, say my password... You're not giving me your password. Right. <laughs> say my password is, I love my dog. 
So, and I'm going to you, Yahoo. So I'd put, I love my dog, and I might use like a dash, and then Y A H. Okay. And then for Google would be, I love my dog dash G O O. Okay, that's simple enough. So I remember the password. It's a long password, but all my passwords are different. So I have a standard password I use on everything, but I append the first three letters of the website that I'm on. Yeah, to. but wouldn't it would take a half a brain to figure out that oh, I can put I love my dog and let's try dash everything that he's connected to. But they're not going to try that. They don't know. They're they're just they're not. It's not somebody looking at the password and saying oh, let me try this, let me try that. No, they're running it through automated systems, and most people don't do what I do. And you can add the the letters to the front of the password. You can put them in the middle somewhere. Um, so unless they have reason to believe that that's the pattern of your password, which they don't because there's not a human involved, it's all done by machine. Mm -hmm. So it makes it really hard to guess. God, do you remember when they had pencil paper in a file drawer? Oh my God. Yeah. But I mean, you know, there was other ways that people used to scam you back in those. I mean, before computers, before the internet got really popular, there was that letter they sent you from the Nigerian prince who needs to hide his $5 million, and if you help him... Oh, and I still get emails about that. That poor Nigerian prince is running around. I don't know. Right, but before before the Internet became super popular, that used to come in your mail. Yeah. So, I mean, these scams have been going on forever. They're just changing the way they How do you feel them. about online banking? I use it. I think it's pretty safe. Unless you're stupid like me and you get somebody that gets into your computer. Well, even if he gets into your computer, I mean, unless you have your... Uh, passwords written down somewhere in your computer, like in an Excel file or something, Yeah. then they're not going to be able to get your password. It's all encrypted. Yeah, I don't do online banking. But. So even if you save your password, and you know it didn't used to be this way, but now Chrome, whenever you log into the site, it says, would you like me to save your password? And even if you say yes, Chrome encrypts that password. So if I got your computer, I would have no way to unencrypt those passwords. I, actually, I could unencrypt them, but like I said, the longer, the more characters your password has, the longer it takes to un unencrypt them. And I have a chart. I wish I had it up on my computer right now, but it, it goes exponentially from, you know, eight characters would take 32 days. Nine characters would take, you know, 18 months. Ten characters would take and by that time they three lose, years. They interest in your and that's that's three years of the computer running and constantly trying. For one person. Yeah. Mm. So they're not going to do it. They're, well, they're going to pick the low-hanging low fruit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your suggestion that possibly after your IT guy comes to my house and scrubs my computer with whatever he has to do, that my life won't be crazy. It'll be crazy in other ways, but... I'm hoping that I can sleep tonight because this has been one sleepless night. I hope nobody else goes through this. Okay, well, I'll tell you this again, even though I've told you this uh, before. Let me guess. <laughs> You're scolding here. The best way to tell is some, if a window pops up on your screen, the best way to tell if it's a scam is to close your browser. Don't I don't mean click it in the corner. I mean quit your browser. If that screen goes away... If something comes up and says, hey, your Adobe needs to be updated, and you close your browser, then you know that uh, window is generated by a browser and it's not legitimate. Okay. So that's the best way. If your computer comes up and says, oh, 
we scanned your computer and you have a virus, you need to do this, close your browser. If that goes away, it's a scam. Well, I keep getting a little message on the bottom right of my computer that slides forward. It says, Microsoft needs your password. You have to update it. So I've ignored all that. Yeah, always. Yeah. And, because and I like don't I said, know my password. That's why I do and if, it. If and if, um, if it is legitimate, you think it's legitimate, close it down. Go to Microsoft.com. Say log in and change your password there. And the other thing is this woman with this British accent keeps getting into my computer and the only way to get rid of her is to shut down my computer. And yesterday she popped up just before this other guy. Oh, stop laughing, Chris. I'm a nervous wreck. Okay, so that's my one tip is to close your browser. The other thing is if if there's a phone number involved, just Google it. If there's a website involved, go to this website because we're going to take your viruses off. Google the, the website. Yeah. If, um, what was the other one? There was one last one. The phone number, I forgot what the last one is, but those are, those are the good tips, Sarah's. Just Google the phone number, well, the third close one your is, browser. Don't get a computer. <laughs> Just use it wisely. You know, this, it's funny that the top security experts have no virus software on their computers because they know what to do and what not to do. Also, I heard that if you have Linux, you won't get hit with a virus. Or tricks. Or Max. You could, but you know, it's these less people likely. Right, because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna spend my time and effort to try and scam people, I'm obviously gonna use the computer that seventy nine percent of people yeah. use, right? Right. If I have to write software And to, why didn't Steve Jobs do something about this? Well, because yeah. he, he didn't care because Macs don't get attacked by some. Oh, that's right. Steve Jobs is Macs. Well, who's... Uh, oh, Gates. Bill Gates. Gates. Listen to this. Can't you do something about it? They this? do. They, they, they do security updates. That's another thing. Do your security updates. I do. Okay, because that's, that's when they find a flaw in the system. That's what the security update fixes. Okay, you know what? we got to end this. One more thing. All right, I'm getting to be a nervous wreck here. (laughs) So make sure you do your security updates. And um, like I said, just be very diligent and and don't fall for any of this stuff. And if anyone – oh, I remember what the last thing was. If they ask you to pay through some kind of card or wire the money, anything but use your credit card – it's definitely a scam. Well, at least I, I kind of realized that red flag was hanging up over my head. Because the problem is that with your credit card, why they don't let you pay with your credit card? Because they have to track it. They have to track it, and you can always reverse the charges. Yeah. Well, true. That's true. You can always. Well, has this been a good uh, podcast so that everybody out there understands um, the stupid thing that I did? And hopefully they will not get scammed. Hopefully they won't. Hopefully they won't. Yeah, I said the same thing. I want to thank everybody for listening, and I hope you learned something from my experience. And if you have any questions or if you want to share a stupid experience with me, don't forget you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, I want you to have a great day, and hopefully my next email I will be more calm because this problem will have been solved. Have a great day.